This week, I'm reviewing comics. What's up? My name is Hilton Price, and I'm an OK Geek. Glad to have you back for another episode of the show. Thank you so much for listening. This is just going to be a little breakdown of some of the books that I've read this week. Many of them today, in fact. I got a chance to wrap up several limited series and start something new, and I'm super excited about that and pretty happy with the three that I finished. There was one that I don't really recommend. There was one that I think is... I probably just didn't get enough out of it, and there's one that's just definitely, if you're into it, go grab it. You're going to love it. Uh, Anyway, thanks so much for being a part of the show. Uh, Okay, Geek, we try to put out an episode every week here on the OLA Ministries Network. We talk about comics and sometimes video games, uh, stuff that I don't get into on my other pop culture podcast, uh, Opinions Like A-Holes, that I host with Michael Zampino every week. But I hope you'll check out the OLA Ministries Network. We have lots to offer, and I'm sure if you're looking for a new show, you'll find something to love. For comic fans, today we are talking about four books. First one we're going to get into is Star Wars, Han Solo, and Chewbacca. This was the 10th issue of what turned out to be a limited series, uh, touching on Han uh, in the period before A New Hope. Uh, Him and Chewbacca being smugglers, running jobs uh, to make cash on the side. And in this case, they were going after a mysterious urn uh, that was wanted by Jabba the Hutt. Uh, And along the way, they met a character claiming to be Han's father. Uh, Now, of course, that's going to be an immediately uh, skeptical revelation, as anyone should be in a comic book story that suddenly ends with a revelation of paternity, maternity, etc. You want to be skeptical. This is rarely what it appears to be. Uh, And in this case, uh, you know, I won't get into spoilers, but let's just say, trust your hunches, guys. Uh, This was okay. This was fine. If you're a big Han Solo and Chewbacca fan, or you're a big fan of the writer Mark Guggenheim, then I would recommend checking it out. Uh, There will be stuff to enjoy there. Han is written well. Chewbacca is written well. Uh, The new characters are interesting. The returning smaller characters like Greedo uh, seem to be in character. Uh, I dug it overall, but I wasn't wowed by it. Uh, Pretty much if you're reading the Star Wars books or you're just a big fan of Star Wars lore and you want more to check out, you can... But I, I got to tell you, I just, I, I could take it or leave it personally. It was fine, but I didn't love it. So uh, not a ton to say about that one. Probably the least impressive of the three that I'm going to be sharing with you today. Uh, but again, for the Star Wars fans out there, you're going to get what you need out of it. So um, I don't know. Not a great review, I suppose, but not, not the world's best book. So that's fine, too. Um, I can't decide if I like this next one less or more or what. It was just not great uh secret invasion um by ryan north with art by francesco mobili uh and um inks by jordi belair this was the second miniseries to bear the secret invasion name from marvel and i guess my big question coming out of this book is why why did we record this or excuse me why we record this clearly i'm recording why did we write this because uh ryan north is a great writer i'm also reading his fantastic four run and it's excellent the art in this was great but we didn't need this story i feel like the only reason this book was was commissioned published etc was so that marvel would have a book bearing the secret invasion name that was semi-recent as the Secret Invasion show came out, I believe later this year on Disney Plus, that show, uh, following in the um, the mold of the the idea of scrolls hiding among us, but uh, the original Secret Invasion story was that scrolls had taken on the roles of many prominent heroes, uh, meaning that many heroes were not who they had said they were for a while in comics. 
Now, this was a, a neat revelation, a shocking revelation, and a great setup in um, comics. It, it all started, I believe, in an issue of New Avengers where Elektra is killed and revealed to be a Skrull, which immediately raises the question, who among us is a Skrull? This second Secret Invasion series was different. Although there was an instance or two of a hero being impersonated by Skrulls, the idea was that Skrulls, at least by the end of the, the miniseries, was that Skrulls were invading high-level government and military officials. So common folk, more or less. You know, um, political, but common folk, not superheroes. And I feel like that may be a sign, because here's the deal. Uh, imagine for a moment that we do a Secret Invasion show on Disney Plus later this year, and it is revealed that two or three or more of our heroes have been scrolls for an indeterminate amount of time. Let's go ahead and just do two big ones. Let's say that Steve Rogers and Tony Stark have been scrolls. The public's going to freak you guys they're not going to be down for that they're not it's different in comics where you have hundreds of issues featuring these characters to then say okay maybe the last dozen he was not really tony maybe the last 15 he wasn't really steve but in the movies we have so few appearances of these characters you know uh, even someone like Tony, who has shown up a lot in the Marvel Universe, he's got his three Iron Man films, he's got Spider-Man Homecoming, he's got uh, the four Avengers films, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, so that's eight right there, eight appearances, and now you tell me that, let's say, Iron Man 3, he wasn't really Tony, uh, Age of Ultron, he wasn't really Tony, Infinity War, Endgame, he wasn't really Tony, you gonna do that to us? No. No, they're not going to be okay with that. So many of the pivotal moments of these characters were spread out among these multitude of appearances that having Thor, for example, suddenly be a, a scrawl, uh-uh, that is not going to jive with what we saw in Love and Thunder. Not the idiocy, that may actually jive, but but the, the, the love and care for, for Jane, the willingness to stop gore. These are not things the scrolls would have done as adamantly. And, and movie viewers are not going to buy it. So I believe that the second secret invasion is to set up an alternate narrative where the scroll plan is to simply um, infiltrate high-ranking military and or government officials, uh, non-superpowered folk, because that they can set up in their series uh, next year or later this year. Uh, Ten bucks says either Nick Fury or Maria Hill is revealed to be a scroll at some point in that show. Oh, and, and of course, duh, that's exactly what was in the bonus scene after Spider-Man Far From Home. The idea that Nick and Maria were scrolls. So I bet if we see, I will be shocked if we see any heroes, big name heroes. I mean, yeah, fine. If Batrock the Leaper turns out to be a scroll, I'm not going to be complaining or, or saying that I was wrong. But we will not see any of our major marquee heroes revealed to be scrolls. That's my take. And I think this book is to get us off of that idea. It's a fine story. If you like espionage, if you're a big fan of Maria Hill as a character, um, even if you like Nick Fury, there's some Iron Man in here, and, and the, there's some scroll politics, which are interesting. It's okay. It's, it's, it's Han and Chewbacca, but for the Marvel crowd. If, if, you, if you're that embedded in Marvel and you just want more, you'll be fine with the five issues. If you don't care, don't bother. It's not necessary reading.
This next one is not necessary reading, but it's good reading. It's fun reading, and it complements the ongoing series. We're going to jump over to DC for this one. We'll be back, Marvel. Don't worry. But we're going to jump over to DC for uh, Harley Quinn, Legion of Bats. This is the animated series uh, supplemental uh, miniseries. This is, I believe, the second or third that they've done now. Um, And this one takes place after season three of the show and introduces new characters adds depth to the existing characters and does a really good job of kind of still putting us in the same place where season three ended for season four. And there's a bit of a caveat. There's a bit of a um, kind of a rehash of the same theme as the last couple episodes of season three issues of trust in the burgeoning relationship between Harley and Ivy Harl Ivy, if you will, hashtag Harl Ivy, if you will, Uh, there's more of that. Uh, There is an interesting new twist with a new character introduced. Um, I won't get into spoilers and the details, but it was good. It was a fun romp, and if you like what the uh, Harley Quinn animated series is doing on HBO Max, there is a lot more of that to love here. The characters speak in the similar voice. The art style is very close. It continues the storyline. You get more of not only our leads, but a lot of our fun ancillary characters, especially uh, the Bat Brats in this one. Uh, The... Oh, man. I You know, for someone who is a fan of the Bat Family, the way that they are just kind of insulted and mocked in this show should bother me, but I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Damien's a prick. Nightwing is a little more than a cute ass. Barb is uh, OCD. It's it's a trip. It's not, it's not the Bat Family that you know and love, but it is definitely something. Uh, yeah, this is not a game changer either. You don't have to read any of these books. If you've got too many books on your pull list, if your money is a little too thin, you can skip all of this. And, you know, if you are um, looking uh, for a way to save some money on comics, obviously make sure you get on the subscription list at your local comic shop uh, and make sure you are at least throwing a couple bucks at your local shops no matter what because this next bit of uh, advice I'm going to give may be, may be a little conflicting among some listeners. Um I am not opposed to digital comics, and here's why. Um, if, you're, uh, if you've got a good tablet, you've got a phone you like to read on, uh, the Comixology deal for like $6.99 a month, you get a buttload of free comics for that to read on the Kindle app. And it has got some quality stuff. Uh, you guys know what a big fan I am of the IDW Ninja Turtles series. The entire uh, first maybe 100 issues or so are on there. They've got the Ultimate Collections, which not only have all the early issues, but a lot of the spin-off micro-series, which get in-depth on the main heroes and villains in the series. You can read all that. Uh, not free. I mean, it's free if you're paying the monthly service, so you're paying 7 bucks a month. But for 7 bucks a month to read so much of the old IDW Ninja Turtles, highly worth it. You want to read some classic Marvel crossover? Classic, you know, to, to a guy like me who started reading 20 years ago. But I just reread House of M uh, on the Comixology, uh, on the Kindle app through Comixology Unlimited. Uh, and a, a big one that I have just been thrilled to get to sit down and read is the Immortal Hulk series by Al Ewing. That has been highly acclaimed. Uh, the run just finished a few months back, about maybe a dozen months back. And a dozen months, you know, a year. Uh, it wrapped up about a year ago, and this this current Hulk run is fine. It's a big action set piece, uh, but this old one was uh, the, the, excuse me, older older one, the the Immortal Hulk 
was deep and cerebral and took on the character in ways that we really hadn't seen before. Uh, highly, highly, highly recommend. And I believe the full run is on the uh, Kindle app, uh, free to read with the Comixology Unlimited service. So if you want to save a little bit of money, uh, keep money going to your local stores. That's that's the bedrock of comic collecting right there. But if you've got more books you want to read and your budget's starting to get a little thin, but you can cough up that seven bucks a month, you're going to get a deluge on that Kindle uh, if you do this. Highly recommend it. But don't you dare stop supporting your local stores. Uh, while I'm talking about that, I'm going to give a shout-out to a couple of my local stores here in Tulsa. Comic Empire is my home away from home. I love that store. The oldest store in Oklahoma. Always glad to go in there and dig through the long boxes. The staff, uh, whether it was uh, Mike or uh, the new gentleman whose name escapes me. Damn it. Um, oh, shit. What is his name? I'm so sorry, buddy. He he is a great guy doing a hell of a job running the store, so pop in over there. You know uh, what store I don't even know the name of the owner is Impulse Creations. We sat down with our friends over at the Comic-Cons podcast, me and Michael Zampino, a few weeks ago. Had a blast talking to uh, Young Master Jules and King Castro X over at Impulse Creations, where they're based out of. And that store is beautiful. Big, open layout, lots of selection, lots of fun, kitschy stuff, shirts, action figures, fun co-pops, great collected editions. They had a couple hardcovers of the TMNT, The Last Ronin Story, that if I was more into that Last Ronin Story, which I'm not super into it, it, it's cool, I love your dystopian future stories, this one just didn't grab me as much, but if you're into that or you just want to see the story in a gorgeous presentation, go grab that hardcover over there at Impulse Collections, it's good stuff. All right, enough of this nonsense. Let's get back into the books with the number one that I've been wanting to talk about. I've been so excited for this for a while. I've been talking for a couple of weeks about how good Jed McKay is uh, as a writer over at Marvel and how much I have enjoyed his Black Cat, his Iron Cat miniseries, his Mary Jane and Black Cat, and the book he wrote called Strange. This was following the death of Doctor Strange when Clea Strange was the Sorcerer Supreme. It was, a, I believe, another 10-issue minis. What's with the 10-issue minis right now, Marvel? Not complaining, just saying, noticing the pattern. But Strange had Clea Strange, who pretty much from the first issue was on a mission to uh, retrieve and bring back to life her beloved uh, husband who had slipped this mortal coil, Doctor Strange. The Good Doctor is back after the 10-issue miniseries, uh, and this Doctor Strange, also from Jed McKay, um, was an excellent first issue. Really, really enjoyed it. Jed McKay as the writer, Pascal Ferry as the artist, and if you know Pascal Ferry, gorgeous artist, and uh, bringing along Matt Hongsworth for colors on this, and this has got some gorgeous art, uh, very stylized, not realistic, but also not like a Marvel house style. But uh, evocative, powerful, great use of color that suggests the, the wonder, the awe of the world of magic of Doctor and Clea Strange. Uh, this immediately follows out of the events of the 10-issue mini, uh, wrapping up some of the things that were left behind uh, in the wake of Clea giving the Sorcerer Supreme Mantle back to Steven. Uh, there is a, some good stuff of him kind of... Uh, connecting with some of the other heroes in the Marvel Universe. There are great references to other ongoing series right now, including Moon Knight, Spider-Man, and Daredevil. Um, I'm reading uh, one of those three, and it's a nice connection. Uh, while the stuff with Spider-Man is very neat, even if you're just kind of ancillarily keeping up with what's happening in the uh, Amazing Spider-Man book. And then, of course, Moon Knight, we talked about last week. Uh, Moon Knight is one of those books, also written by Jed McKay. I see what you're doing there, Jed. Um, Moon Knight 
it's a good book, and it's a good book I wish I was reading. So, guys, go jump on that. If you need something for your pull list and you're not grabbing this Doctor Strange, go grab some Moon Knight. But this Doctor Strange is great. Uh, they follow up uh, on some more stuff with Doctor Doom, with Agamon. And at the end, there is a big cliffhanger uh, and an assumption over what happened, and it could put a bit of a rift between Steven and his lady love. This was a great first issue, you guys. It sets stuff up, uh, and uh, because you got to love it, um, there was a bonus story, and this bonus story involved uh, our favorite character from the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, in his comics form, of course, Wong. Uh, Wong. And uh, Pandora Peters, the Agents of Wand, uh, kind of like the Agents of Shield or Sword. There is also the magic uh, magic arm of that investigative uh, military esque uh, organization called Wand, and we get to see uh, Wong and Pandora Peters on a mission for Wand, uh, encountering a I don't want to use the word villain, uh, an antihero perhaps, uh, and what happens is very interesting stuff. And 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 not only does it connect to the main story with the last page reveal, but it also sets up some stuff that I think will make for a good either developments in the core book or just make a good second story. I don't know what the plan is, if this is always going to have a second story or what, but uh, great, lots of good content, lots of chances to see our, our, our some of our favorite characters from the kind of Doctor Strange world right now. Uh, Bats the Dog is there. Always love seeing Bats the Dog. Um, that's I got to tell you if, if you, if you don't know who Bats is, just Google it. Just Google it and then start reading a Doctor Strange book because you got to do that. Oh, man. Good stuff. Uh, so that's where I'm at this week. Uh, in the wings, I've got the second issue of Superman. Uh, I've got the first issue of Superman, uh, John Kent, Adventures of John Kent, which is a mini series detailing uh, John uh, what what he's off to do now that his dad is back and able to, uh, to, to take the mantle of Superman from Metropolis. Uh, what else do I have? The latest issue of... Oh, I read Batman and the Joker, Deadly Duo. It's still fine. It's still fine. Mark Silvestri still doing a good job uh, telling this unique story, uh, putting together these two nemesis, um, forced to team up to solve a crime. Um, it's fine. It's good. It's There's some great moments between Batman and the Joker that really uh, show off the differences between the two of them. And then it's just a solid uh, Batman detective story. It's good stuff. What else am I reading? Uh, slowly working my way through the Sandman. Uh, it, it, that's a classic. I don't need to tell you to read the Sandman. Uh, it's I'm an idiot for waiting so long, uh, but now I'm doing it. Uh, and then uh, Wonder Woman. I've been catching up with the Brian Azzarello, Cliff Chang, New 52 debuts. So we're talking about 11 years ago. Wow. Uh, but I've been reading that, and it's uh, really good. Uh, really uh, sets up, an, at the time, new status quo, making uh, Wonder Woman actual member of the Pantheon of Gods. Uh, but then that a lot of that is going to be changing. Speaking of changes, looking at the solicits, we're going to see some big changes at DC as uh, several books hit milestone issues, both Flash and Wonder Woman, for example, hitting uh, number 800 and then starting a brand new number one immediately after that. So if you're looking to jump onto some new books, just off the top of my head, we've got Wonder Woman, we got Flash, a new Superman just started, we got a new Justice League coming around the corner back over at Marvel. As you know, Doctor Strange just started and there's a new Avengers uh, coming real quick. Oh, back over DC, don't forget that Titans book. That Titans book is is going to be by Tom Taylor, who's doing Nightwing right now, and his Nightwing is phenomenal. I've got 102 in the wings as well. Looking forward to reading that. Maybe I'll sit down and do that. What we're not talking about a lot is the video games, you guys. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say on the video games this week. I think I told you guys I wrapped up Mass Effect 2. Uh, such a classic uh, game. Definitely 
the the hype is worth it. I, I get why people say it's one of the best of all time. Um, and I'm going to be moving over to Zelda Breath of the Wild for a little bit, getting excited for Tears of the Kingdom uh, coming down in May. So I don't know. Maybe we'll jump into the games next week, but I got a lot of comics in the wings, so maybe we'll just be reading more of those. Either way, always a pleasure to have you guys joining me for this little adventure through my geekiest moments. Uh, another quick episode. These are always going to be kind of short, just so that you can get in, get what you need, and get on to whatever's next. If you need some longer form content, uh, pop over to OLAministries.com. Opinions like A-Holes, the People Person's Paper Podcast, Maximum News, and Stories with Mom uh, just shows me and Michael Zampino are putting out. And then, of course, we have Binge with Terrell Norton and Podcasting New Perfection by some of our other awesome creators. So either way, I will see you next week.